Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. It is deadline day. I am here at 20 minutes, Tim's Towers. We are going to rank Celtic's all-time summer deadline day signings. I'm joined by Martin Melly. Yes. And Stephen. Good to be here. Uh, did you not get the memo, lads? <laughs> it is deadline day, and you know what that means? That means uh, I had to rush out and buy my own uh, Sky Sports tie. I would never wear a tie this horrendous. The label is still on it. The suit, though, and glasses are models own. That's my, my yellow tie. screaming out for mercy, in it? It is. Well, do you know why? Because this is made for a man with a 32-inch chest, where I'm 34 inches of sheer muscular <laughs> action. Do you know what I mean? The back is busting out. The shoulders can barely contain it. But the button, as you described, Melly, is not in shot. Yeah, my yellow tie's in the wash today, sadly. Mm. So I've come to, a little bit too casual for deadline day, but, you know. And Melly's came dressed as Neil Lennon. So <laughs> anyone familiar with... Deadline day, we'll know how it works. Uh, Sky Sports make a big deal out of players joining your clubs and not much happens around Celtic Park, but there has been a history of deadline day signings. In fact, 23, we managed to dig out summer deadline day signings and we are going to rank them in our own tier list fashion. Stephen Amelie, we have came up with the tiers between us and the tiers are as follows that I have settled on. One, blockbuster signing. No argument. Self-explanatory. The Guy. elite of the elite. The best of the Guy. best deadline day signings. <laughs> Top tier. The absolute blockbuster. Two, good bad business. Still good. Still mm. very, very good, but just not the absolute elite. So yeah, good bit of business can mean a number of things, but it's going to be the second tier. Uh, the fourth tier, I'm skipping a tier, but it's okay, is expected more. Comes okay. in, decent reputation, expected a wee bit more. Yeah. The final tier, number five, outright flop. <laughs> right. Going to be busy that one, isn't Darren it? Darren Ramsey, the outright <laughs> flop, right? Now, the mathematicians amongst you will have noticed that I skipped a tier there. Tier number three was missing from my list. And I've called that tier Effie Ambrose. <laughs> <laughs> right. 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 All will become clear in For time. For a situation right. that will become clear <laughs> when we're sitting down looking at this list and we can't quite figure out, we've got a tier called Effie Ambrose. Now, in no particular order, I hope, because I've put this dish, I'll tell you what, been a while since I've worn this. <laughs> Shoulders and back are a lot bigger. That's, that's all I'm saying. Um, no particular order, I put them in a random name generator and we have come up with a list, first up in that list, Ryan Christie, Martin Melly. Oh, Tell us a wee bit about that transfer. What do you remember from the Ryan Christie transfer? Well, he came on deadline day, but he was loaned back to Inverness immediately, wasn't he? Under on Ronnie Dyle, I'm sure. So... He went back to Inverness, but we recalled him in the January and then uh, didn't he really play too much. He did score in Ronnie Dyler's last game, the famous 7-0 against yeah. Motherwell. As a false nine yeah. that day. And then 
he played a bit under the start with Brendan Rodgers. I remember he scored at St Johnston, but then was loaned out for Aberdeen for two seasons. I don't think Rodgers fancied him then when we had a bit of injury crisis. He came in at Murrayfield against Hearts and scored and then became a big player. So Ryan Christie became a first-team player for Celtic, but he never really started off like that, did he? 150 appearances, 41 goals for Ryan Christie's career trajectory, as Melly said. It kind of... It just kept rising and rising and now he finds himself playing in the Premier League. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he's, a, he's a strange anomaly, Christy, in that he is the w- maybe one case where you can actually pinpoint and say that alone actually did him the world of good and yep. he came back as a better player to establish himself as a Celtic player. Impressive, you know, considering it was under Derek McInnes. <laughs> correct, yeah. Mm. That rarely happens. I, I have come to view loans after a certain point in a Celtic player's career. After the age of about 21 or so, if you go out on loan from Celtic, I tend to see it as the beginning of the end. Yeah. Basically, you won't be back. But Christie is the one guy who kind of bucked that trend. Maybe to the point where people cite it a little bit too too much. Mm. We, we, we might have players in the squad just now. Mikey Johnson is often mentioned. We say, hey, but look what happened to Ryan Christie. Yeah. But he is the one guy that's ever the, happened the problem, with. Well, it's starting to happen to Ralston a bit now as well, yeah. isn't it? It's starting to happen to Ralston a wee bit. For a long time, the argument was any time you wrote a player off, he says, that guy's not good enough, he needs to go and find football. People would go... Ryan Christie yeah. show that play the Ryan Christie card as if that was a as if that was an answer to everything. So the well, uh, before we, we move, we close that completely off. We have had successful guy, uh, loans of guys who go out and come back as better players, but never after the age of about mm. twenty. Callum McGregor was quite young. Christopher Iyer was quite young as well, but Christie was the guy who went out having already played a lot of football and then came back as as a better player. I suppose that's the key, isn't it? Yeah. Like, there's no point not playing, going out on loan, not playing, or going at such a low level that you don't play. Ryan Christie went out to a good level and played consistently. And he was Aberdeen's Player of the Year, if I remember correctly. Scored against the Hunza Ibrox as well. Scored against the Hunza Ibrox, so that's reason enough to bring him back. So let me remind you of the tears. Blockbuster? What are the options again? Good about business, (laughs) always the same. (laughs) Effie Ambrose. Uh, expected more are out like outright flop. Good bit of business for me. A very good oh, bit of business. We got a. Is that a, it? Interesting. Yeah, good bit of business. He played, came in, done well. He's always going to have that 10 in a row season, like every player would, where we just felt a shot from everywhere and got selfish. And in the end, they wanted to go and play in England, and fair enough. But I thought that season under Lennon when the nine in a row season that got curtailed I thought he was great for yeah, Celtic yeah. he was right. really into form so good bit of business for me he came played played well at some points and then left a good level um, it's a good bit of business for you Stephen because if you look at his contribution now I know when he signed he wasn't a blockbuster when he signed nobody went yes Ryan Christie's in the door but eventually, when you look at his overall contribution, he became an invaluable member of the squad. We didn't want to lose him. He became a very, very important, a key player for Celtic. Maybe brushing at that sort of elite level, he's a very key player, a strong player for Celtic. So can you be tempted to having, because we're viewing this in hindsight now. We're not saying at yeah. the time he was a blockbuster, mm-hmm. at the time we thought he was a flop. We're saying now after knowing all we know. We'll just jump in here. Have we missed him? Have we missed him since he left? Well, come on. That's, I mean, you don't know. You don't know if you've missed him. He could be here outperforming Matt O'Reilly at the moment. Yeah, he did look very, very good uh, in the handful of games he played Mm -hmm. after Ange Postogoglu first came in. After the initial kind of sticky period that we've been through, um, the couple of games at home against Indy, notably as well, Mm -hmm. he did look very good. He looked as if he could fit into this team very well. Overall, I think he's, he's at least 
good bit of business because I don't think that's in doubt. I think Aaron Christie was a great signing overall. It took him a long time to establish himself, but once he did, he was a, a key player for a time for all the reasons Melly's already listed. That's that season in particular. I think he was excellent. I think he left probably at the right time overall. Mm. I think he saw an opportunity and went for it. I've, I've not got a problem with that. I think he's if he's between two tiers. It's definitely going up the way it's not to Effie Ambrose just yet. <laughs> so I think, yeah, good bit of business for me. Okay, good bit of business confirmed. He finds himself in tier two, the good bit of business tier. Next up on the random list, Jota on the wing. Oh, Stephen. Oh, goodness. Oh, what a start. Oh, 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 oh. What a start. Are, are they all going to be of this level? <laughs> Again, we, we are, as, as usual, set up as Jamie is the one in, in, in possession of the mm. list. J, uh, Melly and I are going off the top of the head. We are reacting live to these. Organic reactions. Organic reactions. <laughs> uh, Jota, oh wow. Jota is at least good bit of business, bordering on elite so far, or the, the blockbuster yes. blockbuster signings. I th- I'm, I'm actually quite confident already putting him into blockbuster signing. I think, for all the reasons, we've, we've already discussed Jota a lot uh, this season, um, the 22-23 season, and he's... The thing that comes up time and again is that it was an absolute steal, an yep. absolute steal. Well, so it goes yeah. well beyond good bit of business for me. I, I, he's he's blockbuster. Jota's blockbuster. There's, there's part of me, Melly, that's watches blot Jota blotta. I was going to call him today. <laughs> blotta. Gotta. Yeah. Gotta Jota. So there's part of me, Melly, that watches Jota, and I think I don't think we yet fully realise how good this guy is. Mm. I think we what we've got here has the potential to be could already be because there's not been enough games this season but he's bossing it he's he's just picked up and there's no he played here last season he's come back this season and already he's like I'll, I'll, I'll piss this league watch <laughs> me piss this and he is pissing it to to turn a, uh, to use a Scottish turn of phrase and part of me's like is this like one of these Premier League European level players you know he's not tall he's not big and strong and tall like a lot of these sort of his European counterparts are he's, he's quite small and he is a wee bit he is muscular, right? But it's hardy, though, isn't he? I is, yeah. I. But he doesn't have the he doesn't have that tall physique that yeah. a lot of these high elite European players. But I think he might have the ability to go much, much further. I think so. I think he will move on probably sooner rather than later. He is looking like he's too good for this league, and I'm kind of putting him in the as you say within the fullness of time. If we're looking back in this, like we do 10, 15 years in certain players uh, longer for some of them you're going to look back and go, that guy was sensational. And I think he might find himself in that Nakamura and Moravchik bracket where they're here for two or three years. And then just you think back to the, the highlights and go, yeah. wow, wow we So blockbuster for me, not a doubt about it. Blockbuster, I think that one's pretty easy. Jotbuster. Yeah. Jotbuster. Uh, block Jota. No, it doesn't work, does it? <laughs> uh, next up, Stepan. Stefan. <laughs> Skepovic. Oh, what do you remember about Skepovic? Uh, Signed from Sporting Hee Haw. Sporting Hee Haw. <laughs> yeah. is, uh, is Andy Walker that always likes to get those pronunciations he right? Does, uh, of his many folks, Andy Walker, he does at least try. When I should it comes have done the that. big knot. I should have <laughs> done the big knot for Andy Walker. Uh, Stefan Skepovic, right, not going to be a not going to be a lengthy description of no. him because I can barely remember him. Mm. I do. I, there's something in the back of my mind about. I think his dad scored against Celtic in yeah. that that mm. really famous game. Was it the the one that uh, Jakinowski scored four in Partizan Belgrade back in the the very early nineties? I think his dad was involved in that. 
And that's about that. That's as close as I can get to remembering a Skepovich and anything relating to a Celtic game. Aki was he had a good record at, at Gijon. Yeah, Gijon. Yeah. He had a good record, twenty odd goals and thirty odd games. He was he came with a bit of a pedigree. There was a fight over him. I remember that. I think he was meant to move to Getafe, right? And then Celtic came in, and he sort of went. Oh, he was about to put the and he went. Oh wait, I'm going to do the Celtic thing instead. And Getafe, I think. I, I, this is only me remembering from the time, but I'm pretty sure Hataffy tried to take us to UEFA because he think we sort of right. jumped in to oh, transfer the last minute. Take that to UEFA in the morning. Take that to, take that to UEFA in the morning, said Hataffy. Um, and then Skepovic arrived with us, but he, he didn't do much, did he, Miley? No, I remember being on holiday once and we were playing Astra and he scored against that. Mm-hmm. But he was one of those guys, like, you were willing to do really well because you liked the look of him. You, you thought, oh, he's a decent scoring record elsewhere. But really, it was just pish because <laughs> like, playing in that Ronnie Dyler team it wasn't a very good team and him and another man will maybe speak about Goodetti came in on deadline day right at the end but yet Lee Griffiths was the main striker by the end of the season so just another one that expected better from him to be honest Aye I think he's a clear he's one of those number of strikers we've signed over the last 10-15 years who just came in they're always in the same price bracket as well it's always the kind of 2, 2.5 2.7 1.8 million pound bracket that we pay for these strikers and so very few of them amount to much I think he's a, a very obvious disappointment slash you know, expected better we, from him. We signed him in 2014. He's still playing. He's only 32. He's had really? 18 really? professional Aye. clubs. Oh. A, a journeyman. He's been back and forth to Spain a number of times and now he's playing for Cyprus. I wonder if Neil Lennon, <laughs> oh, will, will, yeah. will, <laughs> Neil Lennon will try and pick him up. Speaking of Neil Lennon, the next one was a Neil Lennon signing. I, I, I'd say a favourite of Neil Lennon, um, Anthony Stokes. Oh. <sighs> Oh, well, the players that played for Celtic so much that I just dislike. <laughs> I cannot go with a guy shooting from corners. I just could never go with a guy. But he was effective, yeah, which is annoying as well. He's just one of those players. Done it in Scotland, fine. As soon as it came up with anybody with any sort of talent, he was nowhere to is be seen. Is that his fault though? Because what I might ask you to do with Anthony Stokes is, we all know the guy's a bit of a banger. Uh, anyone that's seen him on Instagram knows he's the weirdest man in Glasgow. <laughs> he's still in Glasgow on Instagram. Very, very odd. Um, but, and he was very selfish on the pitch. Yeah. But that stokes Nooper partnership yes. was good. He was, he was a bit, I might be blasphemous, but Stokes was kind of like our Chris Boyd a wee bit he did it at SPFL level he did it in Scotland fair, yeah. but he didn't really do it abroad but that wasn't his fault that was always his level and he might have been signed to do that and the, see the scoring from Connors thing I think that's something that we noticed one of the first things I think one of the first Celtic memes we invented on this podcast because yeah. once you spotted it you Aye. never unsaw it every single corner that he got he would take it and he would try and stick it in and I don't think he ever managed it nope. and it was all this selfish play and he was a frustrating player but but that's kind of who he was. That's what we signed, Stephen. Do you know where, what, where I'm getting at? Yeah, yeah, I think I think so. On the opposition thing, he was famously very regularly dropped for games against Rangers as yep. well. I don't think he played many of those. And that happened to Chris Boyd, so it's, it's quite a... It is quite a telling parallel that that he was never really fancied for the the bigger games. A criticism that followed Chris Boyd throughout his career was that he basically never scored against decent opposition. Mm. Stokes is maybe harsh to to say that about him, but I, I do see I do see true, the parallel. Yeah, but I, I, I do see the parallel with him. the The thing with the Hooper uh, partnership was it was very effective, and I remember thinking 
when they were both about 22, 23-ish, when they were both kind of fit and firing, as it were, for Celtic, I remember thinking to myself, just imagine how good these guys could get if they play. They, that, that's, this isn't how football ever works out, you, but you always project into the future and think, oh, see when these guys are going to be 27, 28, both still playing for Celtic, even though that never happens in the real world. They could be so, so good together. Stokes is a... Reluctantly for me, I think he's a good bit of business because if you th what I've just said about Skepovic is that we've signed a load of guys in that that sort of price bracket and they never really work out. Stokes was even less than that. Was was he maybe one million or something 1. like that? Eight hundred thousand. It was eight hundred thousand. Yeah. Okay. Well, that that's further strengthens it. When you consider oh, of all the the many flaws we've already discussed, of, of all the downsides that came with Anthony we Stokes, we can speak about a lot more. Yes, yeah, attitude problems. Remember the tweet sent from the stands at Cali Thistle, or whatever no, it was. No, there was there was something about. Vaguely it. remember that now that you've mentioned it. He tweeted something along the lines of somebody maybe be able to correct me. It was to the effect of. I can't believe I've been dragged up here to, to basically sit in the, sit in the cold ah, uh, right. and no get on or, or no be involved in the squad, something along those lines. So, you know, at various times, stinking attitude, questionable things off the field and all that. If, if you distill it all down to what he actually turned in for Celtic for the price range, I think he's a good bit of business, sadly. Reluctantly, I have to agree yeah. because... It 58, goal, league, 58 league goals and 130 odd appearances. Yeah, it's yeah, decent. It's yeah. decent. Uh, the only thing I can remember him doing in big games is he won a penalty at Ibrox and uh, Samaras missed it, meaning we didn't eventually get 10 in a row. Thanks, Georgius. And he, yep. the Caragandi, he was the one that Assist. set up James Forrest. Yeah. See, a lot of people forget that. 10 in a row works both ways. Mm. Yep. We, didn't, we didn't just blow it at the end. We blew it at the beginning uh, as yeah. well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And who was manager both times we blew it? Hey, you leave me letting <laughs> out of this. <laughs> uh, but I reluctantly have to agree with Stephen. It was a decent bit of business. If we're mm. not going to have an anti-Stokes category just because I'm not fond of him, mm. then decent bit of business. You can stick him in F.A. Ambrose if you're yeah, you, the uh, is there. If he has F.A. Ambrose, then he is F.A. Ambrose. What? <laughs> Anthony Stokes is F.A. Ambrose because uh, no, if, do you know what just so we don't bust the F.A. Ambrose balloon too early I'm going to put him in a good bad business yeah, yeah, I think he's a good bad business I, I think that's fairly fairly uncontroversial George Yakimakis oh Geo boy. well that, that's two guys so far who've signed on the same deadline day and yeah. that, you know this again it can often often be a letdown Especially on deadline day when your club basically announces at like 12 o'clock there will be no further business and you've still got people hanging about outside the stadium and all that, hoping to catch a glimpse of new signings. It can often just puncture your, your excitement about it. But days like that, days like that yeah. are why football fans get excited about it. Yakimakis has been outstanding for Celtic so far. And I, I don't want to get too carried away because he has had limited playing time, I suppose, so far in his season and a bit now. But when he has played, boy, has he contributed. And is he is he blockbuster just yet? No, I don't mm. think so. I think he's good bit of business for me so far. But with, again, I, I suppose we didn't see this up, say this up front, but you, I suppose as much as transfer fees can be quite arbitrary, with Celtic, they, they, they kind of do follow a certain trend hmm. in England they're like, it's basically it's one player can be 18 million another can be 60 and they're basically the same player yeah. but, but in Scotland it, it tends to give you an idea but at 2.5 or whatever it was for Yakimakis I think that's an outstanding piece of business when it's compared with the things we've already said with like 
Skepovich and Stokes and all that. His level of contribution has been brilliant so far. It's good bit of business for me. Very good bit of business for me. Uh, <laughs> We're creating tears yeah. as we go along here. Yeah, I love the guy. I think he offers Celtic so much. There was chat not so long ago about probably should sell him. I thought it was a lot of nonsense. I think you try and keep guys like that because they're so hard to come by. Not the best technical player, but gives absolutely everything and scores goals crucially. So very good bit of business for me. We were all very keen to see what Yakimakis could offer, weren't we? When he arrived on deadline day, the top goal scorer in the Dutch league, but yeah. they, his team went down. We had all these concerns about the Dutch league, and there's nine penalties that season as yeah. well, which also kind of signalled a couple of well, kind of set off a couple of alarm bells as well. And you're looking at it going, what, what can this guy bring? What can he offer? And then he came and he had the slow start. He missed the penalty against Livingston, and you're looking at it going, oh, is this guy just going to be a dud? <laughs> and then he just scored and scored and scored, and every time he plays, he yeah. scores, and he ended up winning with the goals and. He's a different type of striker and he's he's so passionate. He love you can tell he loves and he, I get the impression with Yakimakis that he is a guy who is fighting for that first team spot. He at the moment, I know him and uh, Kyogo are getting like split game time, but you can tell Yakimakis sees himself as Celtic's first team striker. He's fighting for that and I, I really like that that competition between the two of them. So uh I'd be inclined to call him a blockbuster, but it's a good bit of business. Yeah, he is a good bit of business. Maybe in the fullness of time. Yeah, maybe. You know, if we conduct this in a couple of years or after he leaves, we can look back and go, yeah. turns out he was a blockbuster. Because how many goals did he get for his last season? 17. Uh, I mean, seven. Yeah. So the guy comes in and gets 17 league goals, top goal scorer in the Dutch league, and he's not a blockbuster signing. Yeah, I think it was 13. It was a very, very low scoring league season. Last mm. year it was 13 league goals, but right. 17 or 18 overall, which, you know, still still supports the point. These have been pretty decent so far. I know. I know. Yeah. I know. What I know, a but, standard. Tr- trust, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, they're not they're not all great. <laughs> when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At Bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. 
For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Manscaped product alert. You asked for it and they listened. Our friends at Manscaped just brought the ultra smooth package to Europe. Everyone knows by now that the Lawnmower 4.0 is the best electric shaver for your balls. But if you're looking for a closer shave or prefer to go completely bare down there, <laughs> off putting, uh, then the ultra smooth package is the perfect set. It's time to shave that bush of yours, off putting again, and get right to the roots by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code. Tim's. That's right, Jamie. The Ultra Smooth Package is a specialised groin shaving kit yep, to help you buff, protect and smooth your most sensitive areas. I'm talking crop shaver razor, crop exfoliator and crop gel. Men, you no longer have to borrow your lady's razor for that precise trim. It's time to get up close and personal with the best tools for the job, the Ultra Smooth Package from Manscaped. It's just a ball sack trimmer, Jamie. Yes, it is, Stephen. You can get 20% off and free shipping with the code TIMS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code TIMS at manscaped.com. Smooth out your fellas with the new ultra-smooth package, really off-putting, from the fellas at Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. Next up, Leo Connor. Oh, right, okay. Right, Man that- you. Another player that we... this Maybe not so much deadline day, but we have a history of taking young players who, when they leave their club, particularly down south, the current guy looking after him, whether it's the manager or the youth coach or the reserve team or whatever the case may be, is quite annoyed about it. Yeah, yeah. This guy's got a big future. His development is best served here. Comes to Celtic, doesn't he play? Liam Shaw was one. Leo Connor was one. Famously, Ben Hutchison, Gareth Southgate was apoplectic that he left. Yeah, um, right. So Leo Connor came from Man U. Reasonably high. Pro- was he not the captain of their reserve team? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was captain. Yeah, he was. I, I wonder. This is. I wonder if this is just a symptom of being a football fan. You want to, you want your up and coming, the, the highly rated up and coming players to do well, and you want to keep them, and you want you have the visions of them coming through and being the future captain and carrying. Best like Man United with the class yeah, of yeah. '92, one can over the, that. All yeah, the team, all the, the the history that comes with that, and Celtic do it as well. Mm. Basically, every young player that leaves. We think, well, that was a mistake. We let him go too soon. I remember being on forums back in the day where people were cracking up at like Paul Lawson and Teddy Bjarnason leaving. I, <laughs> I would rather have seen Strachan go than Teddy Bjarnason. You know? <laughs> well, how did how did that work out? So I, it does happen quite a lot, and we it's a natural thing for us to immediately go to the reactions of fans from the club that these players are leaving to come and join Celtic, and that was that was eye opening to say the least, and. You know, captain of Man United's reserves, that does carry with yeah. it a certain level of prestige. If I didn't want to say hype, because, you know, what, what does that mean when you're just signing a, a really young player? It does carry something with it. So when he came, I thought, well, well that's, that makes sense. Bring a guy like that in. But nothing, literally nothing has happened for the guy. Literally no. nothing. He, he hasn't made a single appearance. And normally we wouldn't include He's left a guy now. Like, Did you know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. So normally we wouldn't include a guy like that in such a list because you could you really, there's no end to that. You could be starting listing 16 year olds who signed on. on it just so happened it was the 31st of August some year. But, but this is worth talking about in that. But because of all the things I've just said, because of the Man United connection, because of you know the the, the, the but, certain amount of hype that comes with a yeah. guy like that, yeah. And it, we had we did have high hopes for him, earlier, as mm. Stephen said, he's now. But he finds himself. He went on loan to Partick Thistle, didn't play. No. Spent two seasons on loan to Tranmere, and that and League Two, and that's where he's he's been managed now by Mickey Mellon, ex Dundee United oh, oh, managers yeah, down yeah. at Tranmere, and he's uh, he's playing there now. 
Yeah, I think he's playing a defensive midfielder mm. role down there, but I'm I'm going to need to put him in flop because, of course, right. I expected better. But if you're coming from that Man United reserves, you think, oh, he must be close to the first team because there was chat they wanted to keep him as well. And it probably just is a football fan thing where you think, no, I want our own, we need to keep them. But to not play a game for Celtic and not a great Celtic team with... That right back position, I think we we brought in a, a few at that point. So, yeah, flop for me. That sounded harsh when you said it, but now that I think about it, if we are going to have a category, a tier that says disappointed, expected more, that kind of suggests, it kind of hints at the fact that he's done something. We yeah. just wanted a wee bit more from him. So if with that in mind, O'Connor having come here and not played a single minute, he is a flop. Isn't outright, he? outright yeah, flop. No. Uh, this man's not a flop. John Guidetti, football manager mm. sensation, a player that I'd always try and sign Melly, you're a fellow football manager fan. Yep. You would always try and get John Guidetti for Celtic, always, always, always in football manager. He finally arrives. Terrific player. Oh, Terrific player. A, a very good player, but I'm going to put him in expected more <sighs> because the form he had up to January and when he decided he wasn't going to come, he went off a cliff mm, with that. Yeah, yeah. Just couldn't be bothered. And I was like... This guy could have been our new number nine for years yeah. to come. The, the goal against Inter Milan obviously stands out, but he could take free kicks. I remember a, a midweek hat-trick against Partick Thistle. He banged in the goals and then he'd done a negri basically, just disappeared for the rest <laughs> yeah. of it. He'll always have the Inter Milan game, but I really wanted him to sign. I thought it would have been a perfect signing for Celtic. Like you always got my football manager, he was a goal machine. He came... He scored goals. I just needed him to stay, but to just disappear like that and go off to Spain, fair enough. But he's never really, never really played at a club as big as Celtic again. So I- ironic expected that. more. Ironic that Stephen, because he did make some comments. He says I went to Celtic, smashed it in the first half of the season, <laughs> and they said, "John, you need to sign a contract." And I said, "Listen, I don't owe you anything. I bet this is not how the conversation went." Celtic is a massive club, but I like big games. <laughs> He says, I don't like it, with all due respect, going to Ross County away. When we won the league, we didn't even celebrate. We just walked around the pitch. In Sweden, they're drunk for a week when they win the league. I live for, we did the impossible. He currently plays for AIK Solna, by the way. So There's Lustig there now as well. Is it, still kicking above. Kind of, um, he kind of had the wrong end of the stick there, didn't he? Because mm. he wants to be out for a week celebrating partying because he won the domestic league, but also doesn't want to play for a club where you win regularly win the domestic league. So <laughs> you, you decide where he wants. So after Celtic, he went to, um, let me just see, Celta Vigo, yep. where he played, um, he was there on loan. Uh, and he, No, he wasn't, sorry, my mistake. He went to Celta Vigo for play, three years, played 66 games, scored 11 league goals. Then they loaned him out to Alves, uh, where he played 17 times for a season. Then he signed for Alves, where he played only 40 games in four years. Then he was loaned out again to Hanover 96 and now he's at his current club. Mm. Um, Is that the Wikipedia stats on the, yeah, the sidebar? Yeah. That's quite often just league games. But yeah, 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 that's what I... Uh, yeah. Sorry, yeah, it's just these league games. But at the same time, though, it is a good indication of how his career's gone yeah. since leaving Celtic. I wonder how I want to play big games I don't want to play away to Ross County. I don't know what the opposition's like today or at any of those stadiums that he spent the, the latter part of his career, but he could be doing a lot better had he signed for Celtic. I quite like that. Um, that was one of the biggest... 
with all due respect, which features no respect whatsoever. Yeah, the Mark Warburton special. You've just, you've just yeah. said, with all due respect, but absolutely zero respect on what I'm with about to respect, say. With all due respect, you're an annoying man and your wife is ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So, Junkadetti, uh, he'll, he'll always have the goal against Inter Milan, as um, Melly just said. He'll always have that quite early form. The free kicks I was going to mention, actually, because he's maybe... He's maybe underrated in that regard because we always think about great free kick takers for Celtic and he never really comes up in the conversation even though he was very, very good. They, they, he'll always have the having to apologise for calling the Huns deed. Yeah, Remember that? Yes. He said the Huns are dead and had to apologise for it. Absolute clean shirts in the media <laughs> and Rangers fans grassing him in. Um, come for me as well. I've just said it. I've just said it and all. But, uh, Get no I, apology for him. I, it's, um, I, uh, yeah, I agree. I think he's a... Expected better, to be honest. I think Melly makes a good case for that, and I th- I'm quite happy to back up that. What expected could it, better what could have been in it? Because yeah, could, yeah. But I, I kind of feel having looked at those comments he said, and look, I get it, and I can't remember what we're speaking about recently as well. But it was a strange time for Celtic, and while it was hilarious that Rangers died and went down. From a player like him coming from the outside to Scotland, like what are you coming for? You're going to coming to play against Rangers and you're coming to play in the Champions League and you're coming to win trophies like winning trophies during that time Ronnie Dyla's two seasons it was pretty meh we won the oh, league but he's but, won Buckshee since uh, exactly but <laughs> at the same time like, you're coming to Scotland and expecting something and then not getting it I can see why he would have thought look why don't I just go to Spain the weather's better Real Madrid Barcelona Valencia and all that but still John he could have smashed it here for a full season yeah. and then left but he chose not to he um, disagrees he quite literally says he smashed it yeah. ah, he, he says he already smashed so we put him in expected more yeah 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 I think expected so expected more the next one up Malumbu I've <laughs> only written Malumbu what's, what's Yosef Yosef I was going to say Fabrice but it's a Yosef Malumbu yeah, Yosef Malumbu ex uh, <laughs> West Brom um, Card not Cardiff ex West Brom Kilmarnock Kilmarnock General yeah. yes midfield general Steve Clark's midfield general at Kilmarnock a sign for Celtic on a free, um, very strongly rumoured that we've managed to get this deal through a newspaper journalist that Celtic didn't even completely forgot he existed. Read in the paper one day that it was for free, and someone within Celtic went, "Let's get him." Turned yeah. up, and Stephen, if I remember correctly, we were not not in t- we were what's just a few degrees above lukewarm. <laughs> we were bo- we were body temperature, room temperature, we were room about temperature time. about uh, about Mullumbu arriving. Oh, we try our best, don't we? Uh, maybe even particularly me. I try my best with these signings. Try to look for the positives. And uh, at that point, before it went completely off the rails with Brendan Rodgers, I was willing to accept a few of these. There was remember you put yourself back in that time period, and there's all the chat about Lee Congerton being a total dud. Yeah. So many transfers hadn't worked out. I can't remember if that was before or after Comper and Jack Ten- Jack Henry, that window we this brought them after. in. After, right. So we are really at the very kind of edge of the Brendan Rodgers, Peter Lowell, the board, the club this implosion. Was this yeah, was this it. was it. This was it going off the off the side of the cliff after previously just teetering on it. Mm-hmm. When Malumbu came as a Gary as well, run about the same time. Malumbu was a a mental signing. I, I don't know who decided it you think well it kind of makes sense because we, we often even to this day people make the case for we need this guy for the Champions League or, mm. for, or for Europe as it was at the time we need a guy who come in steady pair of hands come in shut up shop close it down all that sort of stuff 
Mullumbo, his only contribution to Celtic, as I can remember him coming off the bench against one of the Red Bull teams that, that season. Oh, it was chaos, was it? And he made it worse. <laughs> far, from, <laughs> far from shutting up shop and, and using a bit of experience, he was a total bomb scare out mm. there. He made things even worse. He brought the pressure on top of Celtic and that's the only thing I can remember him doing. He was far too old. He was just a total nothing signing. He is a, a complete flop. I think he maybe played a handful at most games and I, I would defy anyone to even name a game that he played in apart from that I could picture European him in one. the Illuminous yellow yes, strip yeah, yeah. I could picture him in that but that is about it yeah, yeah. oh it's like Superman here with specs on <laughs> <laughs> they, were, uh, they, were, they were getting steamed up it's very very warm in here just I'll echo Stephen's thoughts the, I remember you saying it when Izagiri came in Jamie that came back this is a red flag yeah, like mm, how have Celtic went a season without replacing Izagiri and now a season Just after bringing that, him back. Well, bringing him back after speaking to Paul. <laughs> the Timber replacement Parliament. for Izagiri is Izagiri. <laughs> Older Izagiri. <laughs> Older Izagiri, having spent time in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. <laughs> this was uh, the, the summer of sort of discontent where mm. we'd missed out on John McGinn, and you're like, that would have been the perfect replacement yeah. for Stuart mm. Armstrong. Instead of signing John McGinn, was it? Arzani we signed and Brendan Rogers. Mm. Like, I, don't, I don't even know who he is, so you could tell there was. <laughs> you can get looking back. You can kind of see why Brendan left. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> you can, kind of, you can see why he right. left. And right. this uh, this signing as well summed that up because it was, we got to deadline day, we hadn't signed MD, and this guy who was available on a free had been available on a free all summer, and this is who we signed. Like, the guy's just missed out on a full pre-season and we're mm. bringing him in, he's got catch-up to do. An utter flop, signed when he was 31, I just about turned 32. Yeah. Don't even think he made five appearances for the club and then that Celtic team was really struggling in that season. Flop. The thing about it is, uh, I saw an interview with Brendan Rodgers recently and he was talking about leaving Celtic and he went, one of his main motivations was the investment wasn't there mm, um, yeah, to yeah. push the club to the next level and he wanted to compete in Europe. That's what his main thing was. And when you're watching some of the signings we've made <laughs> under his time, he's probably going, I cannot work Aye. with this pish. Aye. You know what I mean? So, um, next up, Miku. Oh, Tried his heart out in the Barcelona game. But uh, that's about isn't yeah. it? <laughs> Still playing. Plays for Real, signed for Real Murcia in this window oh. at 37 years old. The the best bit about Miku was that during, I think, Neil Lennon's unveiling as the new Omonia Nicosia manager, he managed to squeeze a mention of Miku and the Barcelona win into that that press conference oh. because I think Miku used to play for them or something like that so he must right. have spotted the name and thought oh here's an opportunity <laughs> get, get, get this lads I was once involved in this game so Miku uh, funnily enough I can remember him playing in that cracker of a shirt the the white one with a black collar Yeah, hmm. uh, I can picture him playing in that being involved in somewhere in the Barcelona game as we were getting pelted with about 99.9% .9 possession from Barcelona and barely having the ball up the other end of the pitch so he was there, he was present in that game, barely remember anything else. Played 11 league games for Celtic, Did he? which really? is a lot more than I remember. Yeah. Is that I remember? Two goals as well. We signed him on deadline day and Lassad. These were the Hooper replacements, I'm sure. <laughs> I, like, like, see if you take the Barcelona game out of it, because yes, he was on the pitch. I like to see how many touches he got. Yeah. But apart from that, I remember him scoring up at Tanadice, but... Honestly, I'm going to need to put him in a flop. But he came with a sort of decent reputation, but 11 games in a team that didn't have any real strikers at the time and came with an alright reputation, you think. Yeah. He's coming in decent, decent level he's played at. 
Barcelona game, ah, he, he was on the pitch, but was he just running about doing doggies? So I'm going to need to put him in flop. So Stephen, Miku, what, uh, where can we find him? What, what, what category in this tier list do you put him in? Flop, expected more? Again, flop. Just the, the just the statement of that just sounds very harsh. Yep. When when really it, it just it was a bit of a nothing signing. But we have set our own rules here. We have to stick to them. Mm. <laughs> I think I think it is a flop basically because <laughs> because it, it could have it could have been so much more. You, you could reasonably put him in the expected more thing, yeah. but he didn't really do anything, no. did he? So I think I think it is flop for that reason. Jozo Simonovic. Oh, Simonovic. Simunovic, Chris Commons here. <laughs> mm. oh, was, he he just he called him like Simovic or something like yeah. that, didn't he? He just cut out half his name. He's not he's not a linguist, is he? <laughs> that's the problem. Oh, this is this is quite a tough one because he came in with talks about a big fee, wasn't it? He? he was the he was the did we Van not, Dijk uh, replacement. Yeah, it? did we not work out that Jozo was the most expensive centre half since Alan Stubbs? Yeah, I, yeah. At, the, at the time, he must have been. I think it was all add-ons. Aye, and all true. That, but still, it still, still counts. In Aye. fact, he's it's him, and then maybe only Carter Vickers. I don't think. I think he was Julian. Julian Allen was after. Yes, but at that point, he must have been the he most was, expensive since Stubbs, which yeah. is. Fully four point uh, odd million. Fully twenty years between uh, the two signings. We're getting a certain Raphael shape. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> barely counts. Come on, how <laughs> could I possibly forget that? Weirdly, I was actually looking into a bit of Jozo's career just recently. Just Do you know what age he is? Uh, is he late or the? Is he twenty seven sure. or something? He's twenty eight. He's only twenty eight. Goodness me, he. I was just for absolutely no reason. I just found myself one of those one of those sort of Wikipedia rabbit holes, and I was looking at Jozo's career, and I had forgotten about that weird. Remember his international career? Aye, where he, he, he declared switched. for Croatia, mm. then decided they wanted to play for Bosnia, and then when he was called up for Bosnia, he said, "Was he it not Montenegro?" No, it was uh, Bosnia and was, Herzegovina. Was mm. uh, he. he he was called up for them, but then decided that he felt too bloody Croatian to play for <laughs> yeah. them. So he went back in Croatia like, I no bother, mate. No, I, think, I don't think he was allowed to go back. No, no, he wasn't. No, no, I don't think so. But he wouldn't have. And amongst all these Bosnians, these Bosnians are wanks, man. <laughs> his opinion, not mine. But I'm just saying, I'm trying to put myself in his shoes. I preferred. Didn't know this place was going to be full of these bloody Bosnians. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that's nothing to do with his, his Celtic contribution mm. right enough. But Achjozo was... He was all right, wasn't he? I think he, he at various times he was very, very good, very, very injury prone. Yes. Had a couple of massive moments, notably the tackle on Kenny Miller yes. and scoring the most the most just generally nice goal yeah. in Celtic's history. The the Billy McNeil one after after he died and he scored in minute sixty seven with number five on his shot and all that. That's again a that's again a garbage you would you would Right out of a script because it's it's too far fetched. It's yes. too it's too sanct- kind of too sentimental. I'm glad that, you made that. Happens. I'm glad you made that distinction because quite often when something like that happens, people go, "You wouldn't even write this." No, it's precisely the sort of thing you would write. <laughs> <laughs> you, you would write exactly this happening, but then you've taken that step further by saying, "But then you would decide it was too far fetched." Uh, yeah, a script writer would be like, oh, "Come on, mate, it's a, it's it's a, a little, bit twee, bit saccharine." Aye. Was, but we, it actually happened in real life. Yeah. We um we sent him to London. I remember prior to we got remember we we sent him down and got got a specialist look at his back. I think oh, there was like yeah. that sort of protracted medical situation. We let him go, and there was a lot of uproar when he left. People thought he should come back. There was clubs interested in him. I think Hibs were trying to get him and all that sort of stuff. And he, he was. I'm just. This is from memory. I've got this Wikipedia down, so I will check myself in a minute. But I feel like he was without a club for a while, a full season. Aye, and then he he surfaced in Croatia now, which mm-hmm. is kind of like that. He's he's kind of found his level, and I always kind of thought. 
he was better than that. Do you know what I mean? I thought when he arrived, he was going to be our Vidic. Yeah. That's yeah, kind of yeah. what I thought. See, I'm, I'm stuck between good bit of business and expected more because a guy coming in that young and won leagues with yeah. Dynamo Zagreb. He'd, he went an invincible season. Subsequently done that with Celtic. But he was like the first choice for a while, him and Boyata. That's just because we were always waiting to buy another centre-half. I mm. never Was felt- he ever any... Look, this, this might seem like a simple question, right? But was Jozo ever actually any good? <laughs> did you ever watch Jozo go, that's a cracking big centre-half we've got there? Or did he just play a lot of games? <laughs> this, is where I'm, this is where I'm struggling because expected more because Croatian, young guy coming in, good pedigree, already won the league, the kind of guy we should be going for. Looks like a centre-half as yes. well, doesn't he? Yeah. We'll yeah. sell him on for a lot of money, yet he was there for his full contract and just sort of left without MD really making too big a deal of it so I'm, I'm stuck between two categories here he did have that really good f- partnership for a while with Sviatchenko I remember I'm thinking yeah, season, yeah. I remember thinking at the time that he and Sviatchenko could be again much like this like I said with Hooper and Stokes mm-hmm. oh, these could be the future of the centre half pairing didn't really quite work out like that very very injury prone as I've already said but it was always I remember there was a time where they didn't go for a medical with Torino or something like that. Yeah, Yeah. so Torino tried to buy him for a a decent fee while he he was still at Celtic. And I think from the time, I I think I'd rather keep him because you always think these guys are going to come back from injury. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Should have definitely. I I can't remember off the top of my head why that didn't work out. It might have been. I think uh, it was the. Invincible treble season, him and Gordon were two players when Chelsea, Chelsea came in for Gordon, course, yeah. but we just wanted to keep the squad to try and Is get Is it any year. wonder looking back at that, because we think, oh, we're mad not to sell Craig Gordon to Chelsea, Craig Gordon was support, supposedly furious that we didn't let him go to Chelsea, no wonder man, the money he would have got down oh, there yeah, was yeah. unbelievable. For being a fourth choice keeper uh, or something like that. But he secured his grandkids' uh, futures with that, that transfer and then we didn't let him go, but put yourself in Brendan Rodgers' shoes and look at how the signings were going at that time. No way would you. I mean, Jozo might have been great, but who, who they would bring in the door after Jozo left to replace him, you'd be like, you would not trust these guys for a minute. And it's probably the Compare. same with Gordon. Compare, there you go. I, Jeez, oh man. So I. Jozo, I think I'm just going to go. Uh, I'm going to go a good bit of business. I think Jozo was all right. I think he was. It came. I mean, it was expensive that, though. Just remember yeah. the fee. Just remember mm. the fee there. We, nah. we, we did get... I think for the money, I'm going to say if this helps you, for the money, I expected more. Aye. For the money I okay. expected more. Yeah, I think so. I, I'm in the same category as you. I think we need to be quite brutal here. I did like the guy, but he didn't play enough. But as well, his trophy cabinet must... He won what, three seasons with Zagreb before us and then he won the league every year he was at Celtic. I expected more from that because it, it, he had everything. Croatian looked like a centre half, mm. big money fee, came with that potential pedigree. Should have came for a season or two, sold him on, and we didn't. And he just snuck out back to it. I expected more. Right? Yeah. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. 
United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.